That was pathetic football. Right, have a look at the board. I've made some changes. Welcome to the Magnum Movers Podcast, humbly known as Australia's favourite sporting podcast. My name is Johnny Bowen, and I'm joined here, as always, by my lovely friend, colleague, and co-host, Josh Danger Ranger. Josh, how are you going? Mate, I am very, very good. I'm excited to be here. How are you today? Mate, fantastic. Episode one, get the ball rolling. Get excited. Get the magnets moving, you could oh, say. They are moving all over the board today, mate. We are, we've got so much today to chat about. Magnets. Going everywhere. That's it. Flying off the board. Mate, how did we get here? Oh, who knows, mate? It was just two two idiots deciding, hey, let's do a podcast. Um, no, look, we, we started um, working for a program called Tap Your Feelings, you and me. We love them. Um, they're so good. Shout out to Tap Your Feelings. Yeah. Um, get involved. It's a, it's a program where psychs and community liaisons go out to local footy clubs, chat about mental health. Um, it's super casual and it's just a fantastic program. You were a facilitator, I was a psych, um, and we just had a lot of fun with our with our programs. And we thought, hey, let's do a podcast as everyone else does, mate. I don't know if you, if you thought this at our first session because I did. We we got there, we hadn't met before. Nah, we uh, we had to get to know each other and then deliver a session to about. Three people. Nah, probably six that turned up. Well, there weren't many friends. Which, which isn't the desirable number nah. uh, for, for those interested. Um, and we just got out there and just cracked jokes. And my, my thought in that process was, this is a very serious thing, but it's very entertaining from a, from a standpoint of, you know, mental health conversations, but we could make this into an entertaining show. And so we quickly got onto it. So two and a half years later, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, that's right. And look, whether it be entertaining or not, who knows? It'll be a show. Whether yeah. It's, whether it's any good people. Maybe beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> I think that's what they say. That's anyway, right. mate, tell me about you. So I am a clinical psychologist. I work in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Um, private practice. Personally, love my, love my sports while we're here. Um, very passionate Hawthorne fan. So sorry to everyone who hates Hawthorne out there listening, but please stick with us. Um, yeah, love, love my Hawks, love ice hockey, massive Winnipeg Jets fan, but pretty much like you, mate, love every single sport out there, and that's why we're that's why we're here. What we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about sport. We're going to be talking about every single possible sport. So if you like any sports, hopefully you can stick around and listen. It um, might get a run. <laughs> might, who knows? Your your niche sport might get a run. What about you, mate? Tell us tell us about you, mate. I'm I'm 22. I live in I live in Melbourne as well, eastern suburbs, which which we love. Um, I currently work at a bank, uh, one of the big four. So if you bank with one of them, there's a chance that I work for that there's one. A one in four chance. Yeah. So and yeah, so that's a, a new move for me. I was formerly working in, in footy, which I which I did really love, but uh, in order to pursue my sort of further tertiary studies in for my masters, needed a bit more spare time. So I'm currently at a bank while I pursue my masters in management. So uh, yeah, that that's me, mate. Happy days. There you go. No, sounds sounds good, mate. And so tell me, if we have a problem with the bank, mate, how do we get hold of you? How do we how do we call you? What, you, you, do, have a, do you have a private what, number for all the magnet movers out there to call? Mate? I do, and I'll, I'll share this one out. What I'd say to you is, you go, you go to your wallet, you you get your card out, and you just cut it in half, and that that normally fixes most problems. Perfect. Is that what you advise them? Well, surely that's what you advise everyone. Yeah, it is, and I'll say, hey, like I appreciate that you might have some problems here with your card, but just snap it. Like, what's no the worst that problems. can happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm a cash guy, to be honest. 
The idea the last, yeah. the last cash. I'm moving backwards. Plan. I'm regressing in terms of finance, go. and it's great. Anyway, mate, enough about me and banking and things that don't interest us as much. <laughs> Talk let's, to you about Jordan DeGully. Let's Oh, mate, what is happening with, with old Jordan? What is he up to? You're, you're a Collingwood fan, mate. Yeah, you, you tell us, what do you think? You're the... He's your club. What's going on? Yeah, I neglected to mention that, knowing that we're going with this uh, right off the top, but thank you. I'm a, I'm a big Pies man. I uh, do my best to attend most games. I love the Pies. Um, you know, for those that are unaware, living under a rock, you could say, and we, we definitely cater to a global audience. So if you don't follow AFL, just, you know, strap in for this one. Jordan Begawi, a star of the, the Collingwood Football Club. Would you say he's a star? I would. I'd say he's a semi-star. I would say he's a semi-to-superstar. Oh, okay. I, on I'd field, he's, right. yep. he's had some on off-field troubles, it's fair to say, yep. and most recently it was the buyout in the AFL, and Geordie's uh, taken himself to Bali. And probably engaged, um, indulged a little bit, it's fair to say, uh, yeah. off the field, which is, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to do that in, on their breaks. And unfortunately, a bit of social media content spread of him acting in a way that you could say was disrespectful towards women. Yeah. And he subsequently copped a $25,000 suspended fine, which you can educate the public on how that works. Look, I'm, I'm, women, I'm not an expert, but my belief is if he does something else wrong if he's if he gets any trouble he has to pay the fine but if his best behaviour for the next what three months of the season doesn't pay a fine right and how, how do you feel about that I I don't like it I think he's I think he's got off completely um, and it's just till the end of the season and realistically he's probably not going to do anything to the end of the season his problem is always during off seasons during breaks it's not. He doesn't seem to do much wrong during the season. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a joke what they've done. I think they should have come down a lot harder and not say they should have suspended him. But I think if you're gonna like give him a fine, I think you have to charge the fine straight away to send a, mm. a stronger message that this isn't okay. What What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think in terms of the punishment, it's tough because there's. I think there's layers to it. The, I think the the optics of it aren't great. But then the the person who's in the video, the, the female, has come out and said she she was okay with with the actions and and things like that, which is which was good. Uh, but still, I guess yeah, it doesn't look good. It makes the the Collingwood Football Club look pretty bad. And so yeah, I think sending a strong message. I would have personally given him a week. You'd you'd have suspended him. Yeah, I'm oh. a I'm a Collingwood supporter. Hot take, Collingwood fan. Yeah, suspended. I think if Collingwood want to send the message that they're uh, progressing in that way, which they've had a bit of trouble with in the past, in, just in the past in general, uh, whether that be with women or in other social issues, I think they need to really just like stamp it out and say like, this isn't okay. And uh, I, yeah, I think that would have been the right move. So that's, I guess, how I see it. There you go. You know, it's it's one of those topics that really have uh, divided people, hasn't it? Some people think he should have been suspended. Some people think he should get off completely scot free. Um, it's one of those ones that's really, really been divisive. And you know, I, I don't think he necessarily needed to be suspended simply because the female in the in the video said it was all fine, it was consensual. I must admit, it doesn't fully look consensual at times, but she's come out and said it is. I think if it truly is consensual, I don't think he needs to be suspended, but I do think he should have been given, say, 
a fifty thousand dollar fine up front, straight up, straight up, and, and maybe a little bit of like community work or something. But I don't think, I don't think you need to be suspended. Yeah, well, it's interesting as well. There's, I guess, a couple of extra layers of nuance there with it coming out that he has uh, ADHD and he was diagnosed with that over the off season and the impact that that might have if he's not, you know, taking his medication or how that might impact how he's going. But So, uh, yeah, I really don't know what, what the impact there is. You probably might know better than me. Look, I've got, being the psych, many clients with ADHD, and I've never had any of them <laughs> have had issues with disrespecting women like that. I was trying to give a- them away out there. Due to their ADHD. I think that is the biggest load of crap, that excuse. I reckon that is garbage. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, one of the reasons why I think you should get a really big fine is, I think that's a complete and utter excuse. ADHD does does not make you go and be disrespectful to women at bars or clubs. does not happen at all. You know, it can mm. obviously help um, you inhibit at times a little bit of decision-making, primarily, you know, um, attention and focus. But what he did is purely, that's his choices. That's his values coming through. That's nothing to do with the ADHD. Yeah, and I, I think we both come down on him pretty harshly given the, the profile he has. Unfortunately, if he was the average battler, you know, nothing was going to happen. But given his profile and what he does on the weekends and how he's paid to do that, I think a little bit better has to be done for Jordan Degoe. Yeah, and like people say, oh, you come down so harsh because he's a sports sports person. What if he's just an average Joe on the street? That's his choice, though, to mm. be a sports personality. Like, he doesn't have to play AFL for a living. No. Like, that, that That's his choice. So I think when you're, when you're an AFL player at that level, I think you have to understand to be able to play there to accept that paycheck there are certain standards that come with it and he just he's just not beating them at all no and I guess moving on a little bit how would you feel if if Hawthorne recruited him going forward oh, I would be filthy you'd be stoking I do not want Hawthorne to goat that's I, what I call him <laughs> I do not want John to go at Hawthorne one little bit that'd be an absolute train wreck yeah like, and I'd just be like oh here we go what is going on so yeah um I'd, I'd be staying if St Kilda got him. Like, they've had problems in the past with culture too. Surely the Saints don't want him. Like, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. You, yeah, I think paying top dollar for him would be would be a mistake from yeah. an outside club because you just don't know what he's like. I think he's got to accept whatever Collingwood offers him. I, I heard Nathan Buckley talk about it that he sort of said the guy should be offered slightly less, sort of six fifty to seven hundred, and he should take that for two years to sort of repay what he's done. And uh, I agree with the great man Bucks on that one. <laughs> the great man so, himself. So Nathan and I are quite aligned on our thinking. He's like, you can take away from this. There we go. <laughs> it's almost like you and Nathan are the one person, mate. No, correct. We are yeah, synonymous in many of our takes in life. And... You're almost coaching Collingwood for Well, exactly years. right. Yeah. So I couldn't agree more, mate. No, there you go. So there you have it, guys. We don't think they were harsh enough on to go easy outcome there. I couldn't agree more, mate. What have you, what have you got next for me? Look, I think we have to, with all the news that's been coming out, I think we have to touch on the uh, transgender swimming debate. Massive. If you haven't followed this... I haven't. I don't know how you <laughs> haven't followed this. This is like... This was the... After the go, this was the next biggest story. I could get week. past a goat, mate. It was just <laughs> All the go. All, all... What's on footy classified? AFL 360. Not that's it. There. Shout out to them. Jo- Johnny Barlow. Croc Media. No, not even Croc Media. Get us involved, Croc Media. Give us a call. But... Johnny, not interested, but just quickly for those who somehow miss it, like Johnny, uh, swimming came together, 
in quite almost a, a secret meeting. No one knew about this about 48 hours out. Swimming Australia, that is? No, this or, is the... Or just swimming? This is this is the swimming... I don't know the body. Is it FINA, the big body? The I national think? body or the, no, world in, body? In world body, mate. <laughs> Everyone's there. All the countries, like 190 countries were voting. Strife. Like, it was huge. Um, and they were coming together to decide what are they going to do with transgender athletes, particularly... Uh, athletes who are born male and have now transitioned to female. Okay. So if you're a female, transitioned to male, you can compete in male swimming, that's fine. Okay. The problem was the people who are male, transitioned to female, want to be in female events. Okay. And because the problem was people have been saying for equality they need to be able to compete in it. Mm-hmm. But for fairness, the sports scientists have found that those those athletes who went through male puberty... That's like the current female swimmers taking anabolic steroids. Wow. That's the that's the difference that makes. So there's this huge, this huge debate and they had a massive vote and they've ended up saying that the transgender female swimmers are not allowed to compete in female events. And wow. they as a result of that, they're apparently gonna create like a third open category for for swimmers. Okay. So I look I think they make the right decision. I think it was the correct one. Yeah, I think they did the right thing because we can't have two or three athletes who have a, a almost sports, um, you know, illicit drug advantage. Yeah, genetic advantage. Well, like, and it just it just destroy the sport. Like, if that was to happen, um, but I'm just not quite sure how the open events are going to work because if you've only got one or two swimmers in them, like, you're going to be given almost that free gold medals. So I'm not quite sure how that's how it's going to work because right now if you look at swimming for example there's only one or two athletes who would um, like fall in that open category mm. so I'm not quite sure how the logistics of that are going to work could anyone compete in the open category or that, do you have to have been got undergone the transition surgery or like do you have to have transitioned like could I just go and compete in the open category on the on- I haven't said. I don't know. Okay. But, it, but if you can't, I think you should do it. I think we should do thinking, weekly practicing swimming. Man, I had my Get first swim for a long time yesterday. I was in the, in the pool doing my best. And whew, just almost swore then. It was very, very hard. <laughs> <laughs> swimming's not well. It is, it's not the easy. How far? Just a good... No, I was doing a 25-meter pool out at uh, Good Life Armadale. And okay. I, I think I did... Oh, look, I'll, I'll say 20 laps. Oh, man, that's... I, that's I think it was 16. Okay. I know it was 16, I lied. It was 16 laps. Could you do a 50 metre lap? Yeah, I could, oh, I could do one. Okay. Almost, mate, I, <laughs> so we did a 50 metre open freestyle event, Johnny Bowler representing Australia. Well, exactly right. Well, look, I, I don't want to brag about <laughs> my swimming ability. This will be good. If there was a doggy paddle Olympic race, I'd take it out. You're in. You're that is in. a hot take. I was, <laughs> I was doggy paddling up the pool yesterday, and oh, you know, yeah. it was great. But no, that is that's interesting. I think. If you are in that community of it, someone that's gone through a transition and looking to swim, let us know how you feel. Magnetmovers at gmail.com. Reach out. Like, yeah. I want to know your takes. Cause I don't know how I feel. I think, yeah, I think you've got to listen to the science in, in sport. Mm. Uh, but if, if that's not how you feel, let us know. Yeah, and I, I think even just beyond the science, I think if we think about how far women's or female sports come in the last five or ten years, if we look at... Um, the Women's Big Bash, if you look at AFLW, the last five years, that has come along in leaps and bounds. If you ever look at the coverage, the quality of the, the sport, the, the finances that's being put into it, it's come so far. And mm. I think having one or two athletes in that that are just have this unfair advantage, I think it just turn people away. Mm. And I think all that 
awesome progress that, as I said, like the AFLW has made would just be completely shattered because people don't want to watch one or two people who have this clear, almost illegal steroid-like advantage just crush everyone else. No one wants to see that. People like seeing competitive competitive sport, competitive footy. So I think for the for women's women's sport to keep moving forward, I think they have made the, the right decision. There you go. I love it. There you go. Hot hot take there. Is... But tell me, Johnny, you I know you're a massive, massive basketball fan. I am. We've had the NBA playoffs. Tell me your thoughts. Mate, I have. And for those who missed it, the, the NBA finals did occur recently with the Golden State Warriors taking home the title over the over the Boston Celtics. Again, somehow... They keep doing it, don't they? They are, they are like... If you don't love basketball, because I know my, my dad, shout out to my dad who'll be listening, hates basketball with a passion. What's his name? His name's Jeff. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Johnny here. Hey, <laughs> give me a shout-out. Get, get on to the basketball. Firstly, but, speaking of dads, I've got to give a shout-out to my dad, who put 100 bucks on the Warriors to win at $7.50 in, I think, November last year, and he had a very nice collect. So, oh, well shout-out to dad on that one, Neil. Well done. Well done, Neil. But, yeah, if you don't like your basketball, seriously, just read a little bit about this Golden State Warriors team, because when you think of professional sporting organisations... They are incredible. The way they were so competitive for so long, they then essentially tore it down and rebuild in the space of what, like two years, like two or three seasons. Yeah, like they've done an incredible effort to just win, win, win. Okay, we know we can't win anymore. Let's rebuild it quickly. Let's get back to winning. They are the epitome of professional sporting organisations. Yeah, and I think that's fair to say. I think it's pretty easy to to rebuild when your your core three guys stay there in Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and. Uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay Thompson obviously dealing with some injuries over the last couple of years, but he was back this year. And yeah, they were probably a class above the Celtics, so I think competed very well. But on on this, with Steph Curry getting the finals MVP and winning his fourth championship, there's been a lot of chat in the NBA media, of which we are a big part of. Oh, uh, a huge the, part of the media. Well, exactly right. And shout out to you know Stephen A. Smith and the like. Uh, we're coming for you. Um, <laughs> that Steph Curry has elevated himself into the top 10 uh, basketball players of all time. Josh, how do you feel about that? Oh, I think I think if you look at his statistics, which one specifically? No, the four-time MVP. The oh, sorry, is in, that correct? Four-time, <laughs> four-time. Four they won the champs. MVP. Yeah. His ability to shoot threes, from mate. Game literally, changer, literally anywhere. Yeah. Like, mate, he could be ten rows back in the stands, half asleep eating popcorn. He'd be shooting threes. It'd be just. Yes, he would be. I couldn't so, agree more. So I, I think when you do that, when you have a look at his his success, how much a, how much he can bring the team through, I think he has to be in the top ten. And I, I think that's a reasonable stance, probably shared by a lot of people. And uh, I'd say the correct people. And, and just to just to highlight that, I've compiled a list of the ten greatest players of all time in NBA history. So are you ready for him? Yeah, I'm ready for him. Here all we right. Go. So in. Some particular order, and I'm willing to discuss this later and debate any uh, naysays in the uh, email slash comments section. I've got number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Shaquille O'Neal. Number five, Magic Johnson. Number six, Larry Bird. Number seven, Bill Russell. Number eight, Tim Duncan. Number nine, the late great Kobe Bean Bryant. And number 10, Wilt Chamberlain. Tell me. I reckon he's better than Kobe. Hot take. Right oh. there. Right there. 
that is magnet movies right there. Hot takes, better than Kobe. This the magnet of Josh on this podcast maybe moved off the podcast <laughs> after it that absolute blasphemy. I'm a big as as those who know me well would know. I love Kobe Bryant more than more than most things in this world. He's a great man, and how many championships did Kobe win? He won five. He won five. He won five. Okay. Uh, he had two finals MVPs because he won three with Shaq when he was a bit younger. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think Kobe... I think the argument you could move... The, I guess the argument for Curry being in there is because he really changed the game. Like the the three-pointer and like the sort of efficiency of which he can shoot that has just really changed the whole NBA. Like if you look at the Houston Rockets of sort of 2017 to 20 their game moulded on how efficient you could be shooting a three, which really started with Steph Curry. Yep. But the, the one for me that takes him out of it, he's won four championships, one finals MVP. So he hasn't been the best on the big stage consistently until this year. He has done that once now. But in the 2015 championship, Andre Iguodala. I mean, no disrespect to to, well, here we go. to Andre, and here we you know, go. Good poor Andre. Andre's li- out there listening. Yeah, Shattered good for, good friend of mine, Andre. So I'll, I'll send him a text after this one. G'day, Andre. I hope you're well. Uh, but uh, you know, he yeah, he probably shouldn't have lost the finals MVP to Andre Iguodala. And then the two with Kevin Durant. I mean, that was just a stupidly good team. Actually, kind of drove me away from basketball a little bit. It was oh, non-competitive. Dear. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were so far ahead of everyone. Yeah, they were. But yeah, interesting. Hot take. If you disagree, again, reach out. Magnetmovies at gmail.com. Let me know who's the top 10 greatest NBA players of all time and where does Steph Curry fit into Should that? Should Steph be in there? Or is, so do you think Steph is 11? Is that where you think he is? Um, look, my list extended to 10. I think I would put him top 15. Top 15. I'll probably need to put some more uh, time and research into into where he fits into that. And what does he need to do to be top 10? Is it is it one more finals MVP and then you're like, yep, he's in there? Is that what he needs? Yeah, I think the hard thing for me was who do you move out? Yeah. I think if okay, he gets okay. another chip and another finals MVP, yeah. he might move Kobe out. Okay, there we go. Even though I had Kobe at nine on my list and Wilt Chamberlain as 10, you can't move out Wilt Chamberlain. He's, he averaged 30 points and 23 rebounds for a career. It's not a bad effort. You can't move that out. Sorry, Mr. Chamberlain. There's some decent numbers. Not to disrespect. (laughs) They are some very solid numbers. No, look, I I think, yeah, I I can certainly see see where you're coming from, but I just reckon the way, yeah, the way Steph Curry has changed it with the three, I just think he has to be in the top ten with that. Like, he's just just unbelievable. That's what I think. Um, so, so there you go. So there you go. There's our NBA hot take. That's it. Is he in the top ten? Let us know how you feel. That's right. As we said, magnetmovers at gmail.com. And just quickly, so that, that uh, segment was brought to you by Samsung. Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra, the Notes app. The Notes app, there we go. So shout out to them. There we go. So and thanks for sponsoring us, Samsung. Samsung, if you want to get on board, let us know. And we really want you. <laughs> get on board. We'll we take sponsors. We'll do, we'll do segments from you every week, if you like. <laughs> every single segment. <laughs> We'll be from you if you'd like. Yeah. If that's what it takes. And we don't need much. Nah. Like, a free phone, that'd be enough for us. That's it. And we're happy to do it. That'd be enough. <laughs> there we go. Mate, getting back getting back to sport, I want to talk to you about the BBL draft. Did oh. you see this when this came out? It's, it's, this is 
last 12 hours, 16 hours this has come out. I don't know if you've if you've seen this or not. Yeah, no, I haven't. I was reading the news this morning and somehow I missed it. There you go. Look, it, it's it's probably because no one really cares about the Big Bash, mate. Is <laughs> why. I care. There you go, John. You care. I care. I love the Big Bash. On? I'm a um, Hurricanes man. I'll be honest, I used to be a massive Stars fan. I'm off the Big Bash the last two or three years. Oh, the Spin Bash, mate. So, so, turned you off. Well, look, it's, I just don't think it's as good as it used to be. I think the bowling, particularly the pace bowling quality, is just garbage at the moment. Shout out to Scott Bowling, my cousin, for that one. Scotty, Scotty, look, Scotty Bowling goes all right. Yeah. He's the exception. Mate, is he what? Shout out. <laughs> Scott, Scotty B, the one exception. Um, but no, I, so the, the draft, for those who, who, haven't, who haven't seen it, and the fact that you, a cricket fan, hasn't seen it probably highlights some of the problems with the Big Bash. It may. Um, but the, what they're going to do is each team is going to get three draft picks. Um, the players are going to be in, it's just international players. International players are going to be put into four different categories, like platinum players, premium, premium players, gold players, silver players, <laughs> just like based on their, their, their salary or salary demands. Um and so what they're going to do, and the reason I've done this is because the Indian Premier League is just so popular. Yeah. And they have a draft, or they have an auction, sorry. We and love so the auction. We love, oh, it's, it's huge, the auction. Pat Cummins, um, what a man. It was like $3 million for Pat Cummins. Dominates. Incredible yeah, figures. But so they've, they've done this to try and increase interest, increase international players coming out, because if you haven't heard again, the UAE is going to be launching a league the same time as the Big Bash. Um, wow. And Are we fear- going to lose Rashid Khan to that? Well, I, I don't think so, but they're, they're fearing they will lose players. Yeah. I think Rashid Khan's probably locked in for the strikers for his life. I just love about. Rashid. He's such a good Character, player. isn't he? Yeah. He's such a good player. Um, and it, he's the most fun bloke in the world to watch when he's batting. Yeah, I know he's in for yeah. his bowling. He's batting, though. <laughs> he's, he's like Glenn Maxwell on steroids when he tries. He's just fantastic to watch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, they, so they, they've done this draft... To, and it's almost like, oh, this is going to save the Big Bash. This is going to keep it relevant. Okay. So what do you think about a Big Bash draft? Do you think that moves the needle in terms of making the competition more popular, trying to challenge the, the IPL? What do you think? I think it depends on the money that's tipped into it. Um, because if you put, you know, platinum players out there, and they, you know, these big, big guys come out, and they're just nobody. So, like absolute yeah. no hopers. Tim Bresnan and the like. Sorry, oh, Tim. I don't know why I've clipped Tim. He didn't poor, deserve that. Poor Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy's it. Timmy's he probably didn't deserve now. that. He's but, cheated out the podcast now. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Tim. I'll send you a text after this one. But no, I think it depends on who you can get, who you can attract. I think if King yep. Coley and Kane Williamson and you know Ben Stokes are out here playing, people are going to watch it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll get them. Yeah, is my is my my feel. I don't think they're going to get anyone that's bigger. Like they talked about increasing salaries a little bit, but they're not going to get those big names. Yeah, and I no think chance. that's what makes it hard. And especially this is my the B that I have in the the bonnet of the big bash. How's yep. that for an alliteration? Yep. Don't think it worked, Beautiful. but I rolled with it. Um, I don't like that the Australian like, first eleven test yep. cricketers and and even T twenty players don't play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Steve Smith, David Warner, Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood. Like, Josh Hazelwood's probably the best T20 bowler in the world right now. Doesn't play. Doesn't play. And it's an Australian product. And so how do they expect, you know, you know, Joe Blow from across the pond to come over and dominate when our best players don't play? Look, it makes zero sense to me. I don't understand it. Um, but I've come up with a plan. Talk to me, Josh. On how to you save the big match. <laughs> All right, we're going... I'm, 
I've worked it out. Okay. All right. So we've got. I've got two thoughts of how to change it. I was thinking about this. I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. So I'm excited about this. Okay. Here we go. Sell it to me. All right. So we scrap what we've currently got. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't scrap. Any franchises or just not? One team. No. So we stick with our franchises, but we, we, we scrap the three international players rule. Okay. So what we do is each team has to have six players from the state that they're in. Yeah. That is the only rule. So you can have the rest of your team as, like, you know, players from other states. You can have international players. You can have young up-and-comers. You can have big names. Whatever you want. Yeah. Just have to have six local players playing. I love that. And so I think already you're getting bigger names. You're getting more interesting games. I think that's going to be really good. You double the salary cap. Whatever it is, you double it. Yeah. We've got to have Which big... we know what it is. We just don't want to tell you. <laughs> that's that's yeah. right. Whatever it is, double it. Yeah. Not getting enough big names. But my, my big challenge is to the fixture. Oh, talk All to right? me. Because it's... I think everyone knows. No, no one has ever said to me, there's not enough big bash games. <laughs> it has never been said to me. No one thinks we have. So I think we've got to, we've got to bring it back to eight games. Yeah. Right? And I've worked out how we do it. Talk to me. So the 20th to the 23rd of December, Festival of Cricket, each team plays two games. Yeah. All right? Love it. We then have a three or four day break, Christmas, Boxing Day, focus on the test. Yeah. From then like the 27th of December to like... 18th of January, you have every other game. Yeah. All right? So that by then, each team's played eight games. You have a seven-day final series culminating the final Australia Day. Okay. Everyone has the day off. Everyone does. People can go and watch the game. No yeah. one's working. And it means the whole thing is done in the school holidays. I love it. Because That's... Big Bash, let's be honest, you're not going to get a huge amount of your die-hard cricket fans there that go to five days of the Boxing Day Test. You might get into a game or two, yeah. but it is a family event. Yeah, it is. And you need the families there. And so there's no point having finals or end of games in Feb because everyone's back at school, back at working. No one's late night. So finish at Australia Day, perfect. So there you go. Get in contact with me, Cricket Australia. That's my plan. I've just saved the big bash. Mate, and you did it humbly and you know with precision. <laughs> so thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate right. it. And I think the world really needs us to, to voice our opinions more 100%. often. 100%. I think, I, yeah, I've just, I've just solved the problem. So You have, and I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. There we go. Perfect. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts of what they need to do to... To save the Big Bash? Yeah, I think you're right. That No one has ever said there's too much Big Bash or not enough Big Bash, as, yep. as you said. And so I think that's uh, definitely a part of it. And I think what I loved about last year's Big Bash was, unfortunately, with all the COVID, there had to be random players come in. Yeah. And I loved – there was a guy who played for the Strikers out of Lake Warren uh, in, in, out of Victoria. And he was just – you know, he was a good player. He hit the ball well. And it gave people good opportunities. So yep. I think if, if there's a, some scope for – Maybe your 11th guy or something needs to come from a local club I within like your it. state. I like, and like it. Look, if you're a local hero and you're just clapping hundreds each week or, you know, taking poles, bowling beamers, like, get in there. <laughs> bowling beamers, you, get in there. You need to get an opportunity on the stage because ultimately people like to see bold beamers. Like, <laughs> they just do. I, know, I put myself in that category as a, as a, I love a bouncer and if someone can hit big sixes, like, get them out there. Um, so I, I think, yeah, a bit of, they need to take a little bit of professionalism away from it yep. and make it fun and enjoyable to watch. 100%. Because I think they're almost trying to emulate the footy at times with the longer season, longer finals. And it's not the footy. No. It's not. And that's not why we like it. We, we don't. So don't try and be the footy. Try and be fun, relaxed. And that's what cricket is. Cricket's a fun, relaxed game. It right? was. Like, it is. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe it's not anymore, but it, it definitely was. So make it relaxed and fun, guys. Come on. Mate, was was that a reference to the footy? Was that a, a segue to, to our next segment? You know it was, mate. How oh, I love it. Mate, I'm all we're... over this. This is, this is something, you know, I've been thinking about these segues all week. How do we get in? Mate, you are humming here. Can tell you've had a career in the media lot myself. hundred percent. And, uh, yeah, also, I want to bring it to the table tonight's game. It's uh, Thursday when we're recording this. I believe it's the 22nd of June. It may not be, but I'm 23rd. It's 23rd the, as of I June. said, the we're, 23rd of June. Almost there. We get there. Yeah, and so I know my dates is what you can take from this. But tonight's the top of the table clash. Or if it's not, they're the top two on points. Like they're equal on points Brisbane and Melbourne in the Huge AFL. Game. Huge game. It's at the G. And I, I heard on AFL 360 this week that. That Lockie Neal has only played 17 out of 208 games at the MCG. Has and, he really? And I think that would go for a lot of the Brisbane team. Like they, they don't get down there. Well, have you heard Brisbane's record at the MCG? I heard they haven't won since 2014. Last nine games. Yeah. Losses. Yeah. Thirty one to Hawthorne just quietly, but last nine <laughs> oh, games just quietly, <laughs> just quietly. Go Hawks. Last nine games, all losses. Yeah, and I, I think those stats may be slightly skewed because they've been very good the last couple of years where games haven't been at the G. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a huge game against a struggling Melbourne. Mm. Um, you know, they're quite a punchy group down at the D's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they need to come back there. They're tonight, they're, no Max Gorn, who's their, their spiritual and uh, actual leader, their yep. captain, who I think is a big loss. But I believe huge. Stephen May has come back. There we go. Uh, so that's huge. And then Brisbane are missing Zach Bailey, who oh, for me is an Australian this year. He's been excellent. And so, yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I, I'm keen to get your thoughts. Who, who do you think gets this one? I honestly have no idea. And how's that for professionalism on a podcast? I've got no idea who's going to win. I haven't done my footy tips this week. This is, for me, the hardest game of the round to tip because Melbourne are just so out of form. I don't know what has happened to them, but they just have an inability to play after halftime. I think if we could blow the siren and finish at halftime... I'll be tipping Melbourne in a heartbeat. Their first and their start of the second quarters are just, they're just the best in the league at that. But, so I'm honestly not 100% sure. I think only because the home ground advantage, I'm going to tip Melbourne. But, like, they have to turn up for four quarters. Because if they don't, Brisbane will absolutely roll them. Yeah, and I've just confirmed Stephen May is in. I think that's a massive in for the D's. Yeah, yep. He, I know they love to talk about structure. He is the epitome of structure in the AFL. He is their absolute he backbone. All right. He goes all right. Yeah, it doesn't mind a few pots I've heard, um, but <laughs> that's okay, Stephen. We'll let, you, we'll let that slide. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally think the Lions are going to get up for this. There we go. And Big like, tag. Lions are getting up. I like the D's. What's your, what's your margin? Oh, I'd give them, I'd give them two goals. Two I think goals. the two goals better than Melbourne at the moment. I think Petrak is out of form. No yep. Gorn hurts them. I don't know how... Jack. I think Jackson's going to get beaten up by McInerney in the ruck. I know Jackson's probably better than him around the ground, but he's never had to do it without Max there. Yep. And I think the the Lions are going to set themselves for this. They, they don't get to play down here in Melbourne. It's going to be a taste for what September's like for them. And I think, yeah, they're going to give it everything and uh, get the chockies. It's, it's the Lions for mine. There we go. So one of us Melbourne, one of us Brisbane. We'll check back in next week, mate, yeah. and we'll see. I'll bet you a water bottle on it. 
Here we go. Thanks to South East Water. I'll, 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 I'll bet you. Here you go. Water, water bottle and uh, maybe maybe a chalky music bar. I'll throw in a chalky music bar as well for a, a little bit, mate. High stakes. So, there we go. But and you, are you going to the game tonight? I am. I'll be there. Uh, so if you are there in attendance, feel free to reach out and shoot us a message. Magnetmovers at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us know where you're sitting, mate. We can we can meet up for for a pie and a sausage roll and uh, have a chat about the game and your thoughts on the NBA's top ten players of all time. Sounds, uh, sounds like a plan. I'm very keen to get down. You're going to be mobbed, mate. You're going to be absolutely mobbed by people. Yeah, so. I, I, and I think I'm I'm in a position to handle that. I can deal with a bit of fame. <laughs> look, I look forward. To, I look forward to hearing about it. Uh, I may never see you again, mate. You may just it may just take off there. Swept up in the people. Could <laughs> <laughs> <Good> happen. <laughs> that might be it. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. Here we go. All right. I look forward to hearing what happens, mate. I look forward to hearing what happens. Mate, I've heard a rumour that you've come with a with a segment, a unique segment that I gives this so podcast excited. a point of difference, if you like. I'm so excited about this segment. I this just want to preface this segment with, I don't really like movies. Look, that is, and when I heard that, that was shattering to me. <laughs> because everyone who knows me, I love my movies. Love a good movie. I go to the cinemas all the time. Love movies. What's your favourite movie? Just Fa- quickly. I love the new Batman movie. Oh, That's incredible. Robert Fol- Patterson? Yeah, followed by Aliens. They're my two favourite movies. Yeah, yeah. wow. Um, Not across either. Actually, I've seen the Batman. It's very good. So good. I've seen it three times. So really? Good. Yeah. Man, I love it. Love it. Awesome. So, so, what I thought was, why don't we review sports movies on this podcast? I am going to love my movies. I'm going to... Big sacrifice. Mainly my wife's sacrifice, let's be honest. She's Shout watching out. them with me. Thanks, Rach. Thanks, Rach. I'm going to watch one sports movie a week. I'm going to review them. I'm going to then be essentially convincing you whether to watch, and the listener whether to watch it or not. Hey, listeners. Um, <laughs> said, sorry. It's not just one. <laughs> listeners, Shout out to Rach. Sorry, it's not sorry, just you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> There's many listeners out there, not just one. Correct. Um, with, and then I haven't even told you about this yet, mate. Oh, this boy. is exciting. So this is a Magnet Movies exclusive. For all the listeners, they're hearing this when you're hearing this. Alright, this is big. My plan is to do this every week next 18 months. Okay. After 18 months, I'm then gonna release my top ten sports films to watch. Oh. And the worst sports film of all oh, time. We're going both ends. Let's so, brutal. So we're going for both ends. But I thought we'd start. I watched it last night. It's a classic. Okay. We are Marshall. Oh. All right, I don't know if the listeners out there have watched it, but it is it's a, oh, so it is it's about a football team, Marshall University. Okay. Quick synopsis, and at the start of the film, you see them playing. They're they're not a bad university team. They're one of the bigger leagues. The team's flying back, playing crashes, all die. The all whole team, die. the whole team, team coaching staff, some of the supporters. There's seventy five, seventy five people on the plane, all die, and it's a true story. Okay. All, all, and I think it's 1970, yeah. all, all die. And so it's about this town recovering from that and rebuilding this team with nothing. Wow. So Matthew McConaughey plays the new coach that comes in, and it and there's like literally four players that are still alive because they were injured or didn't make the team. So they've only got four players to start with. That's all they've got. Um, I've got goosebumps. It, oh, mate, it is incredible. And so it's just this, it just tracks... The coaches, the players, the town, what they go through as they build towards the season. And then it shows you the first two games and talks about the rest of the season. But it is one of the most emotional sports movies. I, I cried like four times in this film. But like there's this one character who becomes the captain and he feels guilty because, you know, he, he gets injured. and it, But 
they've the team's been left to him, and he wasn't there because he was injured. That's why he was on the plane, didn't didn't die. Oh. And it's just like, and when he breaks down emotionally, you as the viewer just break down. <laughs> gotcha. like, it is. Oh man, I was I was bawling. I was absolutely bawling. So, How did rage go? Was it tears from from Harry as well? Yeah, a little bit. Not as much as not as much as me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but. Oh man, I was. I don't, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it in the movie. I'm just like waterworks, mate. So, um, but and it is an amazing film. You don't have to know much about um, NFL American football to watch it. It's not heavy on that stuff. Um, I've given it four and a half out of five stars. Okay. I, I think it's amazing. I think they could have done a little bit better with some of the some of the sort of emotional scenes with um, between the coaches. But other than that, I think it's a phenomenal film. Go out and watch is my recommendation. I can almost guarantee, eight months time that'll be in the top ten. I, it wow. won't, I don't think it'll be number one, but it'll be in the top. Start 10. off with a bang. So I like it. It's a, it's such a good film, guys. Get out there and watch it. Oh, I have a confession to make. I've seen the first like fifteen minutes of it. We watched it at high school, and I just very like clearly remember the scene of the. I believe it's the the coach talking to like the community and they like he yells like we are and they all yell out Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Oh mate, gripping stuff. So yeah, look, I don't think I'll be watching it this week. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't sold him. I haven't sold him. But if I get a bit of spare time, I might I might commit to it. We'll see. I'll, I'll uh, lend it to you. I'm I'm a DVD man. Have all my movies. I'm the the Blu-ray? last the, like the last person left that buys DVDs and Blu-rays. I've got it. I'll lend it to you, mate. I think that's something that's that's underappreciated about you, and the the new generation wouldn't understand. No. You're you're a Blu-ray man, hundred percent. I am. <laughs> How many films do you own on Blu-ray? I, Blu-ray and DVD combined. Yeah, oh, like over a thousand. <laughs> like so many. <laughs> well, I got Netflix. Don't know if you heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, you, know, you just can't always choose the movies. It's not always on Netflix. You need like four streaming sites. Not with me, mate. Got one DVD folder. Got one. Done. I love it. Awesome. Well done. Congratulations, mate! I Thanks, like the mate. movie review. You know, hit it off with a bang. And uh, for for my for my closing uh, bang, you could call it. Here we go. Is my my sort of niche? It shouldn't be niche, but it is a little bit niche. Sporting sort of event fact of the week. Hit me with it. And it's a it's a shout out. It's a shout out to the Australian blind cricket team. So they recently played a series in Queensland against New Zealand, and boy, did they smoke them. What a hustle. 7-0. to zero. The poor New Zealand squad actually was struck down with uh, coronavirus and missed the last two games. A couple of players oh, infected. That. So it was meant to be a nine-game series. Only seven were played. Shout out to my housemate, Ned Brewer-Mager. He uh, was a gallant member of the society. He made a couple of 50s and absolutely set the tone out there for, for the Aussies. And another shout out to uh, a, a guy from W... No, he's from WA. I think he now lives in, in Sydney. His name's Stefan Nero. He made 309 and broke the bike world record for most runs. So shout out, <laughs> shout out to big Stiffy Nero. I've, I've had a bit of a rumour with this, though. Oh, no. I've no, had a bit, I've been a bit of a rumour, yeah? <laughs> Have you dismissed him before? Uh, look, oh, I used to play... Oh, I'll I, I say I'm, I'm semi-retired in the bike cricket space, uh, but yes, I did used to play and at a national... Uh, tournament where I was representing Victoria and he was representing WA. I did clean up his leg stuff. There we so. go. <laughs> there we go. So I'm saying New Zealand is. If you want a superstar bowler, yeah. get in contact. Get me a passport and I'll be get, out there. Get him in. Yeah. And uh, you'll probably win seven zip next time. Uh, well, with Johnny Bowler playing for you. Know, I think that's uh, speaking in hyperbole slightly, but that no, is okay. I don't, I don't think it is. Guys. Shout out to no. New Zealand and big shout out to Australia for getting the chockies in that one. We love that. Yeah, well done, guys. Now, guys, before we finish, final thing is, 
In future episodes, we're going to do listener questions. Send us an email, magnetmovies at gmail.com. Send us some questions about literally any sport. We'll give it a go. Or anything, really. Um, <laughs> just anything. you got something to say, just chuck it. No, I'm talking about fuel prices. Well, we or... may not acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> might never respond. But <laughs> send us an email. No, send us an email. Got any questions? And then we'll, we'll go through a couple of, couple of questions. And get your friends on board. Because I haven't told Johnny this yet. But if this podcast gets big... <laughs> And we have listener questions. We'll give out prizes. We'll, we'll send out shirts. We'll send out beanies. We'll send out merch. But we need some listeners. So get your friends on board. Like, share, and subscribe, as they say. That, that, that's <laughs> it. Like, share, and subscribe. And you'll get some prizes eventually. I'm so going to go over and make some fake accounts now. <laughs> Sounds good. With some prizes. Just enjoying his five beanies. That's One it. day. Good there effort. There we go. There we go. All right, mate. Finish us off. Well, Bring mate. Thank you. Episode one. I think we did okay. Uh, definitely room for improvement, but I loved it. It was great fun, and uh, go to the pies this week. Nah, sounds good, mate. Go Hawks. We've got the doggies this week. I'm feeling good. Um, but otherwise, mate, I'll see you next week. Looking forward to it.